listening to the Draft Time Show on allravensradio.com. Yeah! Alright! <laughs> Be optimistic, the sounds of blackness. And we're saying good evening to you here on allflavorsradio.com. How are you doing out there, world? How are you doing out there in radio land? Yes, yes, yes. We have Naturally Lily in the studio. Hey, Naturally Lily. Good evening. How are you doing? I'm good. Nice to hear. Nice to hear that. And yes, London is very, very, very wet today right it started off really nice but it did it started out it was quite bright this morning when i left yeah it's a bit of water on the car but it wasn't raining okay but it's yeah. very wet the potatoes are happy at least yeah aren't they in the vegetables but yes. oh we've got a lot lined up today lots and lots we're going to be talking on black history month of course we're going to be featuring some black history characters and also on little things that's been going on in the news mm-hmm. and places now where we can get things that can help us in this very, very strange time. Yes. And these are very strange times, would you not say? They are. They're very weird. A lot of um, unrest and unease is happening at the moment, mm. I would say. Yeah, I've, I've seen lots of things going around um, online mm-hmm. that are pertaining to survival kits and all this kind of stuff, because I think that this is a sign of the future, this whole situation being uncertain, yeah. not knowing what's going on, right? I, I, I really hope not. Mm. <laughs> I'd like to think that this is just how it is in the moment, but who knows? We'll see. Who we'll knows? see. So, yes, how are you all doing out there? How have you survived uh, the day? Have you had a positive one? Have you had... One that you can shout from the rooftops and even though it's been raining, you can say yes, yes, yes. Mm. All right. So we're talking about uh, Black History Month, right? Yeah. And what I've done a bit of research in this book. It's called Black Britain because it's always nice to see historical characters from Britain because that's yeah. obviously where we, we live. Yeah. And, you know, it's lovely just to it's not all american history because we've been present around the whole world Mm -hmm. so why not start in a place where we live Mm -hmm. and there were two waves of the black presence that they were saying that that the guy that wrote the book paul paul gilray it's a book of pictures and it's called black britain and um he said that states that there were two waves of a black presence because there's always been a black presence Mm -hmm. in this country and so the first was like the black populace who were already here entertainers activists all sorts from way back way back Mm -hmm. because we know that the moors done a lot of building work in this country as well but also the second wave which was a windrush generation Mm. and they came here in many many different ways they didn't just come here on boats and that increased the number of our presence in this country mm-hmm. and that formed that's the windrush generation of the ones that formed the black diaspora mm-hmm. so initially many came to serve as volunteers in the armed forces for world war Two because they were invited over here yeah and but then some of them chose to stay and thus created a mass immigration mm. that followed isn't that beautiful 
your thoughts on that? You're just smiling. Um, I like the fact that we, we've we come in waves. Like, we've come... Obviously, we've always been in Britain. This one mm. thing that kind of gets overlooked. Like, we had there was a programme a little while ago about Georgian... Um, black Georgians. Um, that is what they're called, Georgians. Like, Victorians, yeah. that's what I mean. Um, so it's nice to know that we come in waves. But I don't know if I'd agree when it... I feel like the Windrush generation were a generation that was so deceived when they came here. Yeah. And I yeah. think because of the deception, it's just kind of had a bit of a, they've never really got on a break kind of thing. Mm, just constantly worked. Because dad yeah. said um, that they came from, my stepdad, from Barbados. Mm-hmm. And um, they used to tell them that the streets were paved Paved with with gold. gold, Yeah, they must get one big piece of (laughs) shack and then come here and see no gold on the floor. Yeah, and the gold they were taking, they were taking it from that didn't even belong to them. They got a lot to give back, haven't they? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And they came and they helped and they up, they built it, and you know, like I, I feel quite proud Mm. to know that many of the um, architecture and the the infrastructure was built by our people that mm. makes me quite proud even to know like our great granddad was quite um he used to work for like a Beauty. big company yeah um so that does make me proud but mm. i just i feel like we need to act knowledge that they've come and they've put all this work in because i feel as a younger generation yeah maybe not so much my generation but the younger generation they kind of there's no respect for that Windrush generation. Mm. There's no respect for the the kind of... What's the word I'm looking for? Influence? Yeah, like how they've come, they've built up their household and what they've put in place for us. Mm. And it's just not respected by, by the younger generation, I think. Maybe they don't know. Maybe that's one reason that it comes to the education back to the education of the younger generation that if maybe if they knew what why we ended up here mm. as in why we're here currently now maybe that might have a bit more of an impact on them but I feel that they're very lost yeah and is that through like you said the education through schooling and not mm. having enough of our rep- of us being represented on the curriculum yeah, I definitely think so. I think the British curriculum is very obviously it's a it's a British country, so it's mm. a Western country. They're not really gonna um, encourage, you know, oh, this is how England was built up on the backs of you know people that came from the Caribbean and things like that. They're not really gonna want to encourage that. But I think going forward, knowing how they are changing the curriculum, it is something that definitely needs to be um, put in. In place. In place, because I think learning about... We always go back to learning about slavery and things like that. That has Mm. no... Yes, it happened, but we want things that are going to show our younger generation, you know, like... We were invited here. We didn't come here because, oh, yes... Let, let, let's go and live in England. No, it's nice and hot where we come from. Why yeah. would we go to a cold country? <laughs> I was feeling that. I tell you, my bones are just aching since the sun's been gone. Yeah. My bones are aching. I'm cold. Yeah. Like, And it's not even cold yet. Like, oh no, what have we got to look forward to yeah. with when we think like that? And we know that we're not designed for the cold. No, we're not. So, sh- oh, they must have got such a shock. 
such a shock. I've, there's a lady, I'm going to put, put her up this week. I met her in um, Walthamstow mm-hmm. and I just started speaking to her. She's from Windrush Generation mm-hmm. and she came on an, on an aeroplane. Mm. My granddad came on an aeroplane. Yeah. But a lot of people just think... They come on a boat. Yeah, just one big boat called the Windrush. No, they came, you know, they saw... Sadly, we've not conquered yet, but I'm sure that we'll, we will get there. Yeah. You know, but just that. And she was saying that she worked with um, Prime, mm. Prime Minister. She was a seamstress. She was a cook. And she's done lots of, of things and put certain things in place, mm. which is lovely. And I think that's what black history is about. It's about getting those stories from those older ones. Like, I used to love sitting down in Granddad's house and when he used to talk about... Um, when they came and he was a tailor and then he mm. bought his house on this road and then it cost this amount and then you know how he set his roots in this country because yeah. it's nice to feel like oh I'm Caribbean but it's also nice to feel like you know what you put roots down here mm. and these roots have then set the path for the rest of us to then go on and put our roots down yeah. in, in certain places and then just listening to their stories those are the stories that should be taught, taught in black history it's lovely to hear about mary seacole and you know people like that but it's also nice to hear about the cecils and the trevors and the you know like mm. the people who came and helped to make britain what it is and you know dad was saying the other day about even when it comes to it says in some instances things haven't changed mm-hmm. when it comes even to let's say the police mm-hmm. and he was saying that he used to get bespoke clothing so he used to get all of his clothes made yes and he had on this red polar neck or shirt with a pair of silver trousers oh, wow. yeah, and some like platforms <laughs> <laughs> and the police stopped him and said that we're racially profiling someone fits your profile he says no no one can fit my profile I'm unique I'm unique you know so even that trend setting we set lots of trends as well so we we have so much to learn from the Windrush generation they have so much to teach us because how can you come here they wouldn't even give them no no dogs no Irish no blacks yeah. I mean, to be put into that category, yeah. it's crazy, isn't it? Definitely. And that's what they had to come here and contend with. Mm. And that's why things like the pardoner started, mm-hmm. so that they could see even financials. Mm-hmm. But you had it in order. Yes. Yeah? Yes. And put things in order, which was amazing. And some people could grow, and they did. And I think, as a parent, like, seeing what's on the agenda for my um, older daughter's school curriculum. I would be that parent that would want someone from the older generation to come and talk about Ooh. their experience. Yeah. Because, you know, like I was saying before, you're, you're speaking about how Granda came and set trends and Ooh. things like that. Imagine if that was someone, one of the other children's grandparents influenced, do you know what I mean? How they've come to understand what our culture is like. And then those children can then go home and tell those their parents those experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I love it. I love the educating of our so actual history, you know what I mean? It's a matter of, and have your, has the children's school got anything in place for black history? They have. So what they are doing is this month they're focusing on historical figures. So I, I um, saw Mary Seacole, Martin Luther King... Mm. Um, there was someone else in there, I can't remember who it was. There's a couple of black figures on there that are historical figures that have made such a big um, influence, um, which I think is, is nice that they're starting to 
add those things into the curriculum. And they did make a point that it's not just for Black History Month. This whole year's curriculum is fo- is focused on Black Lives Matter. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so they are they are trying to add it into the education, which yeah. is nice. I done a, a workshop last week and was with some young ladies mm-hmm. that are trying to get a black curriculum within the curriculum, which yeah. is great, but it's like just not for a month, mm. but a year round. And I think it's so important mm. because that again is our youngsters recognising themselves within history. Mm. Maybe that's why they think, oh, you know what, this just a whatever kind of country it is. Yeah. And that's why they're not really encouraged or they don't feel encouraged to get up and do things. However, I met two great young men that I'm going to be getting on the station very soon. And one's a filmmaker. Oh, wow. And one, he's a musician. Mm -hmm. And yes, they really inspired me Mm -hmm. because they've got their sights set. Mm -hmm. And just like Black Lotus, we've had them in there, young black men as well. Mm -hmm. And... Many that are actually doing some amazing things. Yeah. You, you know a few, isn't it? Tyrone. Oh Tyrone. Who yes. does the trading, right? There's a gentleman. He is the number 10, um, one of Forbes' top 10 entrepreneurs. His name's Tyrone Foster um, on Instagram. He's Neon Foster. And I learned to trade from him. And he's... <laughs> some people find him quite erratic right. and quite out there but I love his his um trading style um and he I mean he made it into Forbes you know what I mean he's one of the top 10 entrepreneurs yeah. there you go there you go so regardless of the roots that we've started from we've had some really good grassroots mm. and we've settled within that that's amazing so how much more so to grow from that from people like Tyrone Foster mm. and I'm sure there's there's many more there's many more because I know there's another, I think we mentioned it before, the political group that's being started here. Yes. And it's a black political, black political group as well. And it's a young woman that's heading that, mm. you know. So it's really just a matter of watching this space. But we, we've kind of come to a little bit of a standstill in the sense of, oh, no, what we're we doing. Life life is very... Up and down. Yes, yeah. rocky because we don't know what's happening from one minute to the next mm. as regards to our lives and getting on with our lives mm. right but there is still a i mean everything has kind of stood still and mm. everything has kind of um kind of been put on the back burner but if you do search i mean we're stuck in our house but we are in our homes at the moment mm. um most people have internet and wi-fi there are a lot of things that you can find online yeah. that, you know, now a lot of people are using um, video conferencing and webinars as a way to reach out to to spread messages and, you know, um, educate others. Mm. And simple things like Eventbrite, you can find loads of different um, courses or even put a course up yourself um, on Eventbrite on certain topics i know things are very very uncertain at the moment mm. but there is also a lot of change that i'm seeing happen yes. um which is positive change i think it's becoming accustomed to it because I, I think there was something on this start end it was something to do with black history mm-hmm. i'll look into it in a minute and i'll let you you all know and there's lots of organizations doing these things mm-hmm. so really tapping into them there's one women's organization actually um that where 
it's a writers organization mm -hmm. and they're actually doing quite a lot she's doing healing the mother wound oh this is something very very interesting mm -hmm. not too much to do with black history but also how we've been affected maybe mm -hmm. sometimes from childhood but that's that's all another wow, show yeah. that's all another show we'll do that another time um, but this that's another zoom webinar mm -hmm. and I've done a few myself actually it, you know and looked into them and they are interesting they are interesting yeah you just you do have to find ways to kind of fill your time I mean we're living in a in a time now where a lot of people are facing um unemployment or you know reduced hours and they've got a lot more time on their mm. hands um which tends to lead to a bit of a difficult mental state mm. um but maybe exercising your mental in the in the instance of going and looking for these um additional things that you can fill your time with i know at the moment there's a lot we don't like to use this term but there's a lot of things available for bame um people and mm. a lot of it is free so if you're trying to do a bit of research we're talking about black history month research if you're trying to do a bit of research you you might have to dig but it's definitely out there awesome so that's it research research into these things and we'll we'll be pointing a few a few things your way and in terms of black history month in terms of the greatness and where we come from we'll be looking at someone very great today and that's a historical figure and how we can learn from these people so we'll see you shortly the people's station education is the key to unlock the golden door of freedom George Washington Carver said, and he would know. Though born a slave, Carver learned to read and write from his master's wife. Later, after abolition, he couldn't go to the local white school and so had to walk 10 miles to the nearest school he could attend. After finishing high school, Carver was accepted to college, only to be turned away when he showed up for classes and they realized he was black. So he went elsewhere to earn not only a bachelor's degree, but also his master's degree in botany, the study of plants. From there, Booker T. Washington selected Carver to run the Tuskegee Institute's Agricultural Department, where he would do his greatest work. As he said, education is the key to unlock the golden door of freedom. Carver realized that cotton farming was taking all the nutrients from the soil and that the boll weevil could come in and wipe out crops in entire states, so he expansion of the world, and his life and work demonstrated his uncommon scientific genius in such a way that he did indeed command the attention of the world. In 1959, at the age of 29, Lorraine Hansberry became the first black woman to have a play produced on Broadway. The critically acclaimed Raisin in the Sun was loosely based on her childhood experiences trying to desegregate a white neighborhood. Celebrate her legacy and learn more about black history. AllFlavorsRadio.com, the people's number one station. Best music, the best presenters, the best station. You should have been downtown. Oh, yes, yeah, so yes. Yeah. So we were speaking about the Windrush generation and Black History Month, how how our presence came in two waves mm -hmm. and our presence in the UK. First, the black populace who were already here doing the everyday things what everyday people do. Mm -hmm. And then the second wave, which was the Windrush generation, right? And that increased by number purely because it was the World War 
that our brothers and sisters that we were all invited over mm-hmm. and that some of them chose to stay and thus the, the mass migration begun. Yeah. And we were speaking about setting trends. Yes. Our, our grandparents, how we've learned from the Windrush generation. Yeah, and how we can possibly use our um, parents and grandparents' experiences as a way to educate the younger ones, especially through this... Um, Black History Month, they may be, it's nice to have the stories of Mary C. Cole and Martin Luther King told to the children, but mm. maybe using a bit more familiar experiences, um, such as, you know, the, the Cecils and the Trevors talking about what their experiences were like, you know, coming to England, um, establishing their homes and making their roots over here. Um, and that you said, setting trends for the youngest. <laughs> setting trends. Like I said, my dad told me, my stepdad told me this story about how he was, he used to get bespoke clothing. Mm-hmm. So he had this nice red polo neck on, you know, the woolly polo necks, mm-hmm. a nice pair of silver flare trousers and some platforms. Mm. And the police stopped him and said, we've, we've got, we've been told of someone that fits your description. He's like, no, man, no one can fit my description <laughs> because he was just he was unique, unique, you know, yes. and also the, the lie that was told to them prior to coming to that this was, country. The streets are paved with gold. Yes. They must have got one big shock when they come here to see that. So my mother-in-law, she's, she said that even washing clothes, that she could stand up someone's pair of jeans they were just so oh disgustingly goodness. filthy so they we taught them a lot just yeah. like the moors did yeah the moors taught the scots how to use soap mm. and water mm. to wash because and also how to not live with the animals because they all used to just live in one big barn mm. together as well that was one of the the traits yeah, they had a lot of disgusting traits that's where the disease <laughs> disease come from through their feces plague out the see Yes, Garde Lou. That's what they used to shout, Garde Lou, and they'd just throw the, you know. So teaching, should you be taught these things? Or should we know them? (laughs) I mean, in the scriptures, it says you would go outside from the camp Mm. and dig a pit, Mm. do your your thing, Mm. cover it over. That's from Bible. And they're they're the ones that more try to instill the Bible in into us, isn't it? They're the ones that come with the Christian faith and said, this is the book that you must read. Mm. And, yeah, they weren't as Applying clean it. as what the scriptures were telling them to be. Yeah, never mind, mm. never mind. Well, thankfully, well, we're having that in this situation now that we're in as well, aren't yeah. we? Wash you your know. hands for 20 minutes. 20, 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 seconds. So but we're saying that it's, it's a... You know, you feel a pe- uh, you feel a sense of pride, um, knowing that your your grandparents and your parents came here, with some of them didn't have anything. They came thinking that they would get everything, um, and even though they came with nothing, they still managed to build up, you know, establish roots, build some um, form of lineage. Mm for the future generations and set the example for us like you know all the infrastructure and the the building work was done by our not too the many gen- generations yeah, yeah. generations before us you know so it's a sense of pride these are the stories that should be told Absolutely. i think in, in schools not so yeah. much i mean it's nice to hear about the mary c coles and the martin luther kings but i would prefer to hear about things that happen more 
that are more current. Yeah. Because then that gives our younger ones a bit more encouragement to know, yes, the things that those people done, they did change the world. Mm. But you don't have to change the world to make such an impact, have Just such an impact things. on someone. Yeah. Small things. It's like mum has a poster mm. of all the inventions. Yes. And it's quite funny because... On the station here, we're highlighting Elijah, Elijah McCoy mm. and George Wash, Wash, Carver Washington, mm-hmm. you know, and all these great people that have gone before us. Mm-hmm. And they, inventions, yeah. inventions, we spoke about that. I mean, a lot of the, throughout slavery, they, they invented these things in order to make their lives better. Easier, yeah. And we're still inventing things. The, the young fellow that does the algorithms, yes. he does a lot of the algorithms for Facebook and that, and even... Facebook itself, mm. the World Wide Web. Yeah. So a lot of inventions that we've done, but the funny thing is when you type in the name of the of the invention, sadly you don't see the, yeah, it's a different name the proper face it. behind who actually came up with the idea. Yeah. You know, and that can be a bit not that's not fair, but we just need to do our research. Yeah. And really find because find out definitely who's behind a lot of these things. Mm. You know, so yes, two waves of black presence in this in the UK. Yes, the Moors were here too, and taught, but the Windrush came and they worked hard, underground. Mm. What else did they? The nursing, yeah, NHS, and there still is. It's quite funny because you when you were doing your dissertation. And we looked at the statistics. Yeah, we do not represent ourselves at all when it comes to statistics. I think we just don't fill out the forms. Mm. When yeah. it when it asks you to tick that box, what's your ethnicity? We do not tick that box. Yeah, so tick I, the box. Yeah. Isn't it? So yeah. that we can be represented mm. in the right way. And shout out, um, we are all unsung heroes. Mm. In one way, shape or form, what do you do? to make life better for mm. others. Yeah, exactly. Right, because we are all here to, in a serving capacity as well. Mm. We're here to serve. But how are we really doing it, you know, not jumping from the housetops and saying, oh, what I'm doing. It's me, yeah. Yeah, but what are we doing to serve others as well? Because mm. that's that's part of it all, you know. I think we don't tend to do that, though, because we are raised as being quite humble and a lot of people mm. put humility in the same category as being kind of shy you know withdrawn you don't really need to speak up Mm. um because that's how we've been brought up and I do think that goes back to um again when we were oppressed I think that's where that comes from Mm. um so we don't tend to when we've done something positive and when we've made a change oh yeah just did something little you know it's don't make a big thing out of it when actually we should we should make a big thing celebrate yeah celebrate it and that's why last week we spoke about our black history month we've only got a month Mm. and you turn it right around and said let's let's make it a time as a start you know Mm. to celebrate and to recognize the achievements that we're actually making yeah and we were speaking even financially earlier about tyrone Tyrone Foster, yeah. yeah. I he's a um he's a trader, he's an entrepreneur that I've I'm learning to trade from. Um like I said, he's a he has his ways of teaching, um, but he made it to, to Forbes top ten list of, of entrepreneurs. Mm. Um he's very successful. He was actually on um 
I'm going to make sure to get this wrong, but it was definitely on a dance show back in 2014 or something like that. Okay. American's Best Dance Crew or whatever it is. Oh. And he's just kind of evolved into this very successful entrepreneur. Well done, Tyrone. And we can learn. We can learn. There's so much you people that we can lot. learn from. Mm. See? So much people we can learn from. Mm. And are we being those teachers as well? Yeah. Are we helping others to see? And the youngsters, the youth. I'm learning a lot from the youth. Mm -hmm. There were two young, great fellows here the other day, and they'll be coming in and on the radio very soon. And I'll tell you something. They blew me away. One's a filmmaker. One's a producer. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, you're going to be hearing from them very soon. And also Black Lotus that came in, two young men that are making waves as well yeah. and having it as an enterprise as well yeah. for other young people the, and the I youth think plug a lot of people the youth plug's doing a lot at the moment mm. they've um, got an event coming up at the end of the month and i think a lot of people don't realize as well that you being a mentor to someone doesn't mean you physically being there so a lot mm. of people have social media platforms a lot of people have youtube a lot of people have their way that they're trying to um uplift and encourage mm. and even though you think that it's not reaching many people i mean i directly learned from um mr foster on a live session but i also follow him on instagram with thousands and thousands and thousands of other people who may not be directly sitting next to him and being mentored mm. by him but he is impacting so many people's lives without yeah. even knowing how many people's lives he's impacting. Mm. Um, so that's another thing we need to keep in mind when we do set up our, you know, what we may think is a little business, a little, oh, I've just got a little Instagram page. Mm. Um, that may influence, if even if it influences one person, you've made a change. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's definitely something that we all need to keep in mind as well. So you you like I said, unsung hero. How are we mentoring? Are we mm. mentoring anyone? Joy says here, I used to tick white, so I could get an interview. <laughs> oh, that's such a shame that that you would have to do that. Yeah, you know. But at least she said in place now they have a criteria that they have to follow, right? Or they have they have to fill. Um. When it comes to ticking boxes. I feel like they do have boxes to tick. Yeah. But if you can explain why you don't want to tick that box, then, yeah, you've you've got an out. I mean, like, for example, there's the um, protected category. So mm. um, disabled, pregnant, um, sexual orientation, things like that. And even though... So, for example, I went for interviews while I was pregnant and didn't get the job. Mm. Even though I may say I didn't get that job because I was pregnant, that may definitely be the reason I didn't get the job. However, they could turn around and say, no, actually, it's just because that person was more readily available or that person had an extra qualification over you. So mm. they can always give a reason why they don't fill that quota. Yeah. Um, but... There's change coming. I, yeah, I feel I feel very, very, very big changes coming. Personally. And like we said, we are setting the trends. Yeah. So there'll be a lot more black business. Mm. There'll be a lot more to choose from. Yeah. Right. So we get the cream, mm. as it were. So, you know, we, we're not going to be an option anymore. No. We will be sought after in that sense. And that's the beautiful you know, thing. People are seeing that. Like, you... 
I'm sure we've spoken about this before. You see that there's a like a gap in the market. Mm. Oh, I can't get access to that. Fine. I'm going to create something where yeah. I can get access to it and people like me can get access to yeah. it. Um, and that's how a lot of entrepreneurs have started out on their journey, mm. which I think is a beautiful thing. I think you've seen some, you've seen a need somewhere. Um, like the youth plug, that's exactly what they've done. They've seen a need to support young um, people who are who are at a disadvantage yeah um and encouraging young people to look at different careers that are available there there's a call going out at the moment for teachers lawyers um social workers to come and and speak to these young young people yeah um and that's it's an amazing thing i think it's an amazing thing so let's keep on inspiring keep on inspiring there's a couple of chats here in the the chat room Liz do you want to highlight those oh let me just have a look and we're going to shout out to Angela John Baptiste Joy McKay Mark Philogene Norbert from Castries The Rooted One hello my lovely and everyone in tune in and we'll give a shout out to everyone very shortly (laughs) Joy says when they see her face after she's told them that she's white on an interview um they obviously have a, a shocked look on their face mm. but you know they're actually not allowed to say anything they just have to go through with they the have, interview you, they can't turn you down yeah because you put that on on your form what well, is a bit like saying someone could say that i'm they're trans yeah but they don't see it the same way but why not i could say that i'm like that racial doge do you remember oh dozier <laughs> yeah like she's I don't know how she got away for it and she was so in the well. nac P is it NAACP yeah Yeah. for how long she was in there for years wasn't she almost a president or something she was quite high up she got away with it for a long time (laughs) so if the goose can do it so can the gander I guess but I know someone that's done exactly the same thing as Joy put Mm. down on the application that they're white they're very very clearly not white yeah they have a non-white name okay yes non-white and they got the job (laughs) I think yeah. they've done it a couple of times and they've got the job because they that is the thing, they cannot discriminate. They can't if you've got a better qualification, mm. a better your your you hit all the points, they have no reason to say, sorry, we can't give you you ticked white on your thing, we can't give you the job. <laughs> they can't do that. They might say, Oh, you've been untrustworthy, so we can't take your word. No, but like Dave Chappelle says <laughs> and he's coming that's how I feel on the inside. <laughs> that's how I identify. Well there you go. You can't tell me otherwise. There you go. What do you think out there? What do you think? Joy I mean, Kimmy says it's such a shame that you had to tick the white box. Yeah, it is. However, what do you think? Would you tick something in order to get ahead? Or would you hedge your bets and be yourself and Hope for the best. Give us a shout. 07895 134 713. That's 07895 134 713. Education is the key to unlock the golden door of freedom, George Washington Carver said, and he would know. Though born a slave, Carver learned to read and write from his master's wife. Later, after abolition, He couldn't go to the local white school and so had to walk 10 miles to the nearest school he could attend. After finishing high school, Carver was accepted to college, only to be turned away when he showed up for classes and they realized he was black. So he went elsewhere to earn not only a bachelor's degree, 
but also his master's degree in botany, the study of plants. From there, Booker T. Washington selected Carver to run the Tuskegee Institute's Agricultural Department, where he would do his greatest work. As he said, education is the key to unlock the golden door of freedom. Carver realized that cotton farming was taking all the nutrients from the soil and that the boll weevil could come in and wipe out crops in entire states, so he found other crops farmers could plant to return nutrients to the soil. He not only taught farmers to rotate their cotton crops with sweet potatoes, peanuts, soybeans, and other plants, he famously devised over 300 uses for peanuts, everything from medicine to massage oil. Carver also said that when you do the common things in life in an uncommon way, you will command the attention of the world. And his life and work demonstrated his uncommon scientific genius in such a way that he did indeed command the attention of the world. In 1959, at the age of 29, Lorraine Hansberry became the first black woman to have a play produced on Broadway. The critically acclaimed Raisin in the Sun was loosely based on her childhood experiences trying to desegregate a white neighborhood. Celebrate her legacy and learn more about black history. AllFlavorsRadio.com, the people's number one station. Best music, the best presenters, the best station. Okay, so shout out to everyone in the chat room. Come and join us in the chat room. There's so many of you on who that I can shout you all out. So everyone on TuneIn and everyone that's locked, everyone in London, Castries, Germany, Worthing, Beckton, and all around the world. So welcome, welcome. And a nice shout out to also to Mr. Fixit and DJ Slim, DJ Mark Philogene for great shows yesterday. There's a variety of DJs, a variety of music and a variety of some great stuff here on All Flavours Radio. So Alicia, we had some shouts there from everyone that's locked in the, the chat room and your thoughts, we're talking about it during the break there. Yeah, I love the, um, well, the first comment was, we'll go back to what Joy said, that um, when they saw her, they were shocked. But I missed that, that last part where it says that she was overqualified and I don't understand why being overqualified, why, why does that stop you from getting the job? I don't know. Surely if you're overqualified, that must mean you're really good at doing the job then, no? Specific criteria, maybe they think you come in and might be wearing the pants, I don't know. Like, what? anyone out there know why you would not employ someone that's overqualified? How can you be overqualified for a job? But then they'll give a cleaner, a, they'll give certain people cleaning jobs. That are doctors. Mm. Do you see what I mean? It just to me that doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah. So uh, then Kimmy B says I'm writing black all day, every day on an application or ethnicity form. I was chosen to be black, and I will raise my children to know that they are beautiful kings and queens, and no one should tell them differently. Yes, Very yes, true. yes, yes, yes. Very true. That's what I tell my little ones. Your mm. little ones. Sorry. <laughs> That they are beautiful, yes. I'm wealth, I'm health, I'm love, I'm beautiful. Yes. And truly to be treated that way. Mm -hmm. And that moves us really nicely on into our next Black History Month character or person, because they're not characters, they're actually real people mm. that actually lived. And does anyone know who Mansa Musa was? Drop your, your thoughts there in the, the chat box. And don't forget we are open for telephone calls 07895 134 713 all right so Mansa Musa he was 
a king that reigned in Mali, the kingdom of Mali, from 1312 CE to 1337 CE. Mm. And during his reign, I mean, he was going on the, the journey to Mecca mm-hmm. and he had so much riches that he, they said he was just giving it away, wow. riding on elephants. Mm. And his country in Mali was, he founded Timbuktu mm. and also Gao place called Gao and those are the re- they're in the regions of Mali I think Gao is along the Niger River mm-hmm. and Timbuktu was about eight miles north mm. of the Niger River but he was a very very I mean an, an amazing person yeah it said that um, Mali Timbuktu was known for its schools and libraries yeah um it's just it's when you read these things mm. about these great people, it's amazing. It's like they had all these riches. He he gained his riches from um, mining salts and gold deposits in the kingdom of Mali mm. and ivory from elephants. Yeah, it was quite big back in the day, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and that is ivory. that is amazing wealth. Yeah, and this is the wealth. And the history that we don't hear about. This is the wealth and history that we're not taught about. Mm. Do you know what I mean? This is the wealth and history that we should be learning mm-hmm. about. Because this is empowering. Yeah. This is, look at where you've come from. Like Kim was saying about the kings and queens. You are kings and queens. We are not um, what they put us out oppressed. to be. Yes. We've been oppressed for a long time. Yeah. But that's just, again, like I say, a blip. In history, mm. because Mansu Musa he came into power, like I said, in thirteen twelve, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the king, his predecessor, was King Abu Bakr the second. Mm-hmm. Now he went on a journey on the sea. Wow! Right. So it said he departed with a big fleet of ships, and it, to explore the Atlantic Ocean, mm. but he never returned. That's why Mansu Musa obviously took over his. Kingdom, but it'd be interesting to to see where he um ended up, Abu Bakr. Well, they, he was never found. He never returned. But maybe he just chose not to return. Yeah, we don't know. And it might be the reason why there's certain statues in certain countries, like China or South America, where yeah. they've got all of these um so called unexplained. Oh, that person's got very very black features. Mm. It's because we were in those countries. And that was 1312, or maybe to the Americas. Mm. Because it says he, he left with a large fleet of ships. Mm. And no doubt he was just as rich as Mansu Musa. Yeah. Right, to have a large fleet of ships, you must... What was he taking on those ships? Mm. Because remember, Timbuktu, well, mind you, Mansu Musa founded Timbuktu. Yeah. But they still, uh, it, you know, they still traded. Yeah. There was lots of trade trade routes within Africa, the sub-Trans-Saharan trade route. Mm-hmm. And this is what, like, the Islamic trade routes that, that these people and used. And there, there was actually trade that went between Africa mm-hmm. and um, the natives in Americas. Yeah. And there India. Was a tra- there was a trade passage there and India. Yeah. 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 So these are... This is one person mm. in history. And the more you dig the more you find mm-hmm. because I was looking at sort of modern day kings and there were five very rich kings in Africa mm-hmm. at the moment as well currently currently mm. 
currently. So imagine that. Yeah. We're looking at black history, but history from history springs the future. Mm-hmm. And obviously we are the future. Mm. And we can learn from these ones because with Mansu Musa, it's said that his kingdom spread across modern day Mali, Senegal, the Gambia, Guinea, Niger, Nigeria, Chad, Mauritania, and Burkina Faso. Wow. So that's a lot of African nations. Mm. And a lot of these African nations are very wealthy yeah. as well. A lot of them are untouched as well. Yeah. A lot of Africa is. Mm. And Africa's beautiful. It's a very beautiful country. Mm-hmm. So if you get a chance to visit, after all this madness has blown over, <laughs> of course, yeah. I would I would recommend anyone to go to Africa it's such an eye-opener and it's not everything that they show us yeah as well we have to no I was just gonna say it's interesting that you say that because obviously we're look we're looking at um actual historical African figures Mm. and I was reading the other day um and this goes back to them you know whitewashing our culture I was reading the other day there's an actress called Gal Gadot who is going to be playing um what's her name Cleopatra right Gal Gadot is the the same actress that played um Wonder Woman so she's uh I think she's French I don't think she's she's, recently yeah very recently but she's not black she's a white lady right um not European white I don't know where she's from but she's not black um and it always makes me think why do they keep on putting those characters at the forefront? Why do they keep on putting Cleopatra there and Nefertiti, who they're also white Europeanized? Yeah, <laughs> if that's a word. Um, and why don't they cover these kind of p- people like um, Mansu Musa and Abu Bakr? Because we know who they are. You can't say, right? Even when they done Moses or something, wasn't it? Oh, Noah. Noah, that's right. Yeah. All the the characters. They weren't the right characters, mm. all right? So, but with people like Mansu Musa, we know who he was. And maybe they might do a lighter version of him, mm. but we know that he was an African king. But we know that about Cleopatra and Nefertiti as well. Yeah, but you know they like to whitewash the Egyptian history. Yeah. Remember they went in all into all of the tombs and stuff and have actually washed the colour from some of the images. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can't, and like you said, shot the noses off. Yeah. And you can't escape the fact, though, when you really look deeply mm. into it, you, you can't remove everything. Mm-hmm. And surely, after time, revelations, isn't it? Revelations, <laughs> you know, come on. Yeah. We, we will come to know the truth. But we are. We're so, in, I feel like we're getting to that point now. We're so enlightened. We're so educated. We're so... You know, we want to learn more. We want to um, increase our knowledge. Like yeah. Marjorie was saying last week about finding out about all the archives in Oxford and Cambridge, not knowing mm. all those, um, that documentation was available to us. We are looking and finding out a lot of information. So mm. they know that we're searching for it um, and we will find it. Yeah. I mean, and that is what I think that's where the change is coming because like we're talking about how we're repressed where it's it's not a physical oppression it's a mental oppression we've mm. been shown for the last at least a hundred years 
more mm. that you know there is a hierarchy and we do not come even as middle management that's what we've been told that's what our mental where we've been pushed mentally yeah but now we're realizing actually my ancestors are Mansu people like Mansu Musa and we were kings and queens and we had riches but we didn't have an attitude when it came yeah. along with those riches because when we think of Mansu Musa he gave a lot of it away mm. we weren't giving it away because it was readily available mm. you know so giving as well yeah. in that sense and this I think that's part of the reason why we got into trouble yeah definitely I was going to say yeah it is <laughs> yeah because Sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> it's because Columbus, I remember reading somewhere, Columbus um, wrote in one of his journals, because um, these people journaled as well when they when they went on their voyages, and he wrote in one of his journals about um, when they went into one of the Caribbean islands that these people would make good slaves because they want to give us their gold. Mm. They, want to, they want to bring us to their king and give us their gold. And he physically wrote down that these people will be great. They could oppress them because of their giving manner yeah and do you remember the article that i sent you of them that they're raising this they've made the chinese yes. fellows the king in, in ghana, ghana. <laughs> like that's it that come you you're our brother come mm. well welcome welcome mm-hmm. and we don't realize oh my goodness we're giving our power away yes you know and we do it we do it a lot yes. because that's just the kind of people that we are mm. Yeah, and it's not to say, oh, don't be that way. No, because you can't change that part mm. of us. That's who mm. we are. It's instilled. That's who we are. But we have to recognise when it's being manipulated. I think that's what it is. We have to recognise when it's being manipulated. Mm. We have to recognise when we give that power <clears throat> away, when we say to them, yes, come, we'll show you where we have this and where we store that and we'll show you our gold and our diamonds and all of this stuff. And it's that point that we get to when we're like, actually... Mm. But by that time, it's too late. I mean, look at the Queen with the Crown Jewels. Yeah. It's too late by that time because they, then they know the wealth mm. and then it's gone, you know. So it's a matter... I, I don't know what it's a matter of, to be fair, you know, mm. because we are that way inclined. Yeah. So it's what's wonderful to know, though, is that we've come from such greatness. Yeah. And our ancestry is something to... We need to look up to the ancestors mm-hmm. and learn from them, too. Yes. You know, and what are your thoughts out there? Should we look to our ancestors to learn from them and the things that they've done in the past in order to make us who we are today? Telephone in, let us know, or come and join us in the chat room. 07895-134-713. If you're in your car and a child ran out in front of you right now, could you stop? Think. Slow down. Have you ever wondered what therapy is and even considered using a therapist? Here on All Flavors Radio, we're inviting you to listen to some therapeutic approaches which you may find useful. Join me, Darnell, for a taste of therapy on All Flavors Radio on Thursdays, 10 p.m. GMT with DJ Caddy. Club Zook mashup session with Ninja Man Lloyd. Thursdays, 8 to 10. Saturdays, 2 to 4. Sundays, 10 to midnight. Zook mashup session on allflavorsradio.com. Anuale! Tune in to the George Flavors Reggae Show. Wednesdays, 9 to 11 UK.
5 to 7 Eastern. AllFlavorsRadio.com. Tell them Eve's Lewis say so. To all quail lovers from around the world, come join DJ Naiji for two hours of solid quail music right across the genres. Cadence music, Zook music, Quadril music, Lacomet, anything quail. It will be broadcast right here on All Flavors Radio with your host DJ Naiji with a short year show, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. GMT, each and every Saturday. See you there. You're listening to AllFlavorsRadio.com. Catch DJ Laro. On Sundays with the Caribbean Party, 12 to 2. And the Vibe Show, Tuesdays, 8 till 10 on All Flavors Radio. AllFlavorsRadio.com, the people's number one station. Best music, the best presenters, the best station. The People's Station. The color of the skin is in no way connected with strength of the mind or intellectual powers. Those are the words of Benjamin Banneker and his entire life was proof of what he said. His math skills were so impressive that at age 22, he built a clock, carving all the gears himself out of wood. Banneker then went to work for a surveyor, laying out a 10 mile by 10 mile square of land. His job was to make the astronomical observations necessary to lay out that square of land perfectly. That square, by the way, became the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C., our nation's capital. Banneker used his tremendous scientific knowledge to publish an almanac so that everyone from farmers to sailors would know when the high tide would be, what time the sun would setting, the phases of the moon. He calculated all this and laid it out in an almanac. Banneker's accomplishments are celebrated in books with an honorary postage stamp. And across this country, there are schools, elementary schools, high schools, academies, charter schools named in his honor. As great of a mathematician and scientist as Banneker was, he wasn't all math and science. He wrote to Thomas Jefferson complaining how Jefferson was all for the rights and liberties of people, but at the same time owned slaves himself. Banneker wrote Jefferson that, quote, you should at the same time be found guilty of that most criminal act which you professedly detested in others, end quote. In the end, we'll always remember Benjamin Banneker as a great mathematician and scientist. At 15, Elijah J. McCoy moved to Scotland, seeking opportunities he was denied in America. His studies abroad led him to develop over 50 patented inventions, including the automatic sprinkler and the folding ironing board. It's believed the quality of his work gave rise to the term the real McCoy. Celebrate his legacy and learn more about black history. AllFlavorsRadio.com, the people's number one station. Best music, the best presenters, the best station. Also shout out Joy, uh, Mark Villagine, Norbert from Castries, Kimmy B, and The Rooted One. Oh, do come and join us in the chat room. And we're, we've even got people dancing in here. Steve Steve Harvey having a little groove, you know. <laughs> come and join us in the chat room. And we're shouting out everyone on TuneIn, everyone on the All Flavours app, and everyone out there in the world. Okay, so, Alicia, we found some funny questions that we found online. I think I found these last week. And they're the top 10 questions that are being asked on Google at the moment. So what one tickled your fan? Something made you laugh? Yeah. Um, it's question, it's the third most 
the third most asked question. <clears throat> 3.35 million people ask, where's my refund? Wow. <laughs> I wonder from where? Amazon? It's a lot of places. Yeah. It's a lot of places. Um, but yeah, I thought some of the other ones were interesting. How to draw. Mm. I mean... How to draw what? Exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, it might be how to draw and then they put in their big question afterwards. This this is an interesting question because mm. I know that I've <laughs> typed this question into Google. What's that? <laughs> question number eight. Right. What are the early signs of pregnancy? 673,000 people ask that question and I can almost guarantee that not all of those people were women. That's actually not a lot. What do you mean not not all of them were because women? Because some men might be curious. Okay, very true. Very my, true. My wife is doing all these weird things on Google. What's the early signs of pregnancy? So it might have been more guys that typed it in than women? No, there must no, be some women that typed it in. I think it'd be 60, 40 maybe. Yeah, these are... And that's not a lot of people when you consider... I mean, I don't know how much people around the world use Google. Mm. Because there are other search engines. Yeah. So, I, yeah, that's not very a very high number. You know, I think the one that I... Th- one here, what is love? 1,830,000. Wow. Again, that's not really a high number. It's not a high percentage, is it? Why would you type that into Google? Google doesn't know the answer to that. Have you ever tried asking Siri any of these questions? Guys, when we come off the show tonight, I want you to ask Siri or ask Google certain questions, all right? Do you have any questions out there that, that Siri or Google cannot answer? Mm-hmm. Let us know. Let us know in the... Type that into the, the chat box in the chat room and let us know. But we are also running another competition. Well done to Beverly. Beverly won the competition last week. Mm-hmm. And... Um, got that answer right but the competition this week we are giving away another book we're not giving no t-shirts away this week we'll give away another book and this one is the mo the mosey meets john lee love the broken pencil is asking what king did mansu musa proceed and in what year okay so what king did mansu musa proceed and in what year all right, so remember, in order to win this competition, you must come and join us in the allflavors.com chat room. All right? And it's a children's book, by the way, so it's for a little, little child speaking all about the invention of the pencil sharpener. Mm. So what did King Mansumusa proceed, and in what year? So there's also a hub for everyone in do you want to let the people know about the the community hub yeah so there is a community hub uh every thursday from 12 to 4 it's it's called edible london Mm. um at highway house 2 to 8 fontaine road in tottenham n15 4ql so what they provide is cooked meals fruit snacks toiletries and drinks for anyone in the community who needs it um there's no judgment no questions asked food can be heated up on site um so if you'd like to stay for a chat you want to have a hot meal you know someone who needs a hot meal um yeah check it out i think as we walk a lot we walk past quite a few people Mm. i have seemed to walk past a few people who seem like just things down. are getting on top of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
and I know we don't always like to give money to people so I don't like to give money to people that ask that beg on the streets mm. and stuff because you don't know what it's going towards um, but this is a nice a nice place to point them to they can go and get a warm meal um, they can go get some toiletries you know sort themselves out a hot drink um, just to get outside get away from where well, it's raining now so get out of the cold wet, wet air yes. yeah. on a Thursday afternoon and given the times that we're living in, I know in our area that I have seen quite a few food banks, yeah. churches are mm-hmm. opening up their doors and that because people are really in a bad situation. I mean, I, I posted today regarding even just saying a greeting. Yeah. And people's heads are down, <laughs> down sometimes because they're on their mobile phones <laughs> a lot of the time, but they're down. You can see that they're, you know, they're not in the best possible situation and no one wants to say greeting when you're feeling like that it's Mm. cold now the sun's gone at least um, throughout the summer Mm. at least we could get out and go for walks and stuff but people are a lot of people have lost their jobs and so on and so forth so that's really a great incentive the fontaine it's the fontaine what's it called leish the fontaine oh sorry i've lost my page Every Thursday, it's from 12 till 4, Edible, Edible London. London. It's Edible London at Highway House in Tottenham, Fontaine Road. All right, so if you, not necessarily you, but if you know of anybody that may be in need, please, I've, I've set, put the link in the chat room so you can check it out. And um, yeah, let's, let's be that helping hand to others if we can. Like I said, mentors and really just helping people along the way i think we need to have a lot more things like this though i know there was a few when i used to get the bus um in it was near brixton mm. i used to drive past a soup kitchen okay um and they used to obviously people went there and they chilled out and they could get a hot meal there and things like that yeah um and I, I don't know of many in the, other than this one that we've mentioned. I don't know of many in the North London area. There are a few. Um, I think they well during the lockdown, a lot of the schools. Mm-hmm. There was one on White Hart Lane, right across from New River. Mm-hmm. That school I can't remember. The, they've changed the name of that school. They were pro- providing stuff, mm-hmm. and also at the Bernie Grant Centre. I think at the Bernie Grant every th- other Thursday, mm-hmm. there's a food bank there as well. You know, and the funny thing is, my sister highlighted this to me. She says, you know, when when things get really bad, because I, I think this is just the start. Mm. What if we do get locked in our houses, mm-hmm. right? And, or, or maybe we've got to run at some point. Mm-hmm. Has your family got a plan? Like, you know, right, they've done this to us. We need to be on the move. Mm-hmm. We, we need meeting points. Mm-hmm. And having a strategy, I put up on my Facebook page, are you prepared this week? Mm-hmm. Because are we prepared? Were we even prepared for this lockdown? No. The one that's just, just gone. No. We saw the mad panic buying. We saw all the madness. The toilet paper. That was toilet paper that was going on. I don't think we were prepared because we live in a society now where we just have everything so readily mm. available to us like you said to me when we went shopping and I was like how could they not have this how could they not have this we are so used to going to the shop and picking something off the shelf mm. that when it's not available to us we have to find um 
other ways of managing. I mean, yeah. for me, this is going to sound so, I don't know, irrational. All I wanted was flour. So I could make a couple dumplings. Because for me, that's a staple. If, the, if I can have no food in my cupboard, I just... Dumplings, beans, and maybe a little bit of fish. We can survive on that. Mm. There wasn't even flour. And I, I remember going into however many shops and looking just for the smallest bag of self-raising or plain flour. And it wasn't there. And it that's when it kind of, you know, registered with me, like... Not that I should stock up my cupboards, but for what we have in the cupboards, do we know how to make something out of nothing? Mm, mm. Those are the best meals, something out of nothing. Because we have, there's always something in the cupboard. But over long term, we're speaking. So I know people that were putting tins away and stuff. Mm. Are we doing that now? Like not going and panic buying. I'm not talking about that. But every time you go out that you put, buy that one extra. Mm. So that if we do find ourselves in a predicament, do we have a go bag? Do we have a bag with all of our pictures of our passport? We're not going to go anywhere. (laughs) We don't know that, though. Given the fact we live in a city, Mm. the city could be locked down. Well, the city has been locked down. Mm -hmm. We've been in that situation. We're not going anywhere. We're just going to stay in our house. But what 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 if we can't trade and do certain things if we don't have certain things in place? Because that might be the next, that's, that's the next part of some form of an agenda, is to have that. They've already, you know, you're going to work, you, you give them your, your thumbprint. What's next to say oh, that you won't that. have a chip or something? So you can't travel, human, you can't do anything. human rights, though, doesn't it? Well, Not that we have they've yet. They've taken them away Fine. already, though, haven't I they? Just, I feel like this is where, this is the point where it gets to you, when this is the scaremongering. We have... We live in a country mm. who, what are we now, 2020, so less than 100 years ago, um, went through a world war where they were under the same, if not worst, pressures and circumstances than we are. We complained, oh, we're locked in our house, but we was locked in our house with electric, with water, with Wi-Fi and with internet and TV. Mm. And we complained that just demonstrates what a selfish generation we are because generations ago our grandparents generation most probably i don't think i've ever spoken to great granddad about that whether he um he, well he must have lived through the war whether he was in this country when he it happened here. he wasn't in this country there, well there yeah. we go then but there were people that were here mm. that were living in the underground yeah with no nothing no light they survived exactly but if they had a go bag they didn't have stockpiles of toilet paper because they wouldn't have been able to carry it yeah it's very true very very true we live in such a selfish generation everything is now i need it now i want Mm. it now Mm. this is what lockdown has taught me lockdown has taught me sometimes you have and sometimes you don't you've got toilet paper they're great you haven't you have a bucket and you have some water and then people need to learn how to adjust their living. Yeah. And we talk about this all the time, the uncomfortability. You have to be uncomfortable. People need to show some appreciation now because we're living in an, er- in an era where our generation can now say, oh my goodness, we lived through a pandemic. Yeah. And there have been many. There have been many. You know, but being prepared, being prepared for that. 
And if we did have to get up and go, like mm. in the war, they had to get up and go. Mm. You know, do we have things in place? Do we have photo uh, photocopies of our passports? Do we have photo, you know, a little bit of cash there? If Mind you, <laughs> I went to uh, IKEA cash. for my mum yesterday <laughs> and they wouldn't take cash. No. And that's all I had. I was like, oh, man. So can't it was just, cash, yeah. it was really... And if you can't use you cash, know, they're not going to take photocopies of your passport. Why? Because your passports has a chip in it. Everything's got a chip in it now. And th- now everything's going to go online. Mm. In all of these big blockchains where they've got all these things that can hold our information. So then you're going to need to have your mobile phone. No, the chip. <laughs> the Wi-Fi. The chip. And don't carry your mobile phone with you when you go outside. It's just all a matter of control as well. But that's for another time. <laughs> that's for another time. If, like, if you could see the looks in the studio right now, you'd be, you'd laugh. Really? Yeah. Like, you know, it's a, a matter of having foresight mm. and really being prepared for the, for the unprepared. And if we prepare to fail, fail to prepare. If we fail to prepare. Yeah, exactly. Prepare, prepare to, to, fail, to fail. Right? Yeah. And that's the truth. I still don't think it's sunk in here. I honestly don't think it's sunk in. Preparation. Mm. I don't think we... Um, let me rephrase. I don't think those who are making the rules... Yeah. Um, not they're not taking it seriously, but I was reading somewhere... It was a, it was a paper heading, and he said um, that they may cancel the six-people rule for Christmas Day. But then go back to it, what, a day afterwards? Yeah. It makes no sense. But No, but the reason why this kind of infuriated me mm. was because there have been other holidays, religious holidays and, yeah. you know, holidays that people have observed, where it was a big hoo-ha because, no, 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 you can't have more than 15 people in a, in a place. But for Christmas, Just go all it's out. an exception. But then, sure, I know that there were other celebrations during lockdown before, and those people weren't able to. This is what I'm saying. You know, so I couldn't. I couldn't attend a funeral Mm. because of lockdown. Well, we know it's always different laws for different people, isn't it? Different strokes for different folks. Yeah, and that that's you know we can't really get into the nitty gritty of it because we can do. But it's not going to win us any favours when we think about it, really, is it? So what do we do in that situation? I don't know the answer I mean, we, we generally come to yours at that time of the year. Yeah. I don't I don't celebrate Christmas anyway. Don't worry, my neighbours won't snitch on you. <laughs> we have that as well, yeah. Would you snitch? We, we asked you that the other day, didn't we? They were what 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 your thoughts on the breaking of the six rule law getting together at, at at Christmas time? I mean, we're very close to to that time, aren't we? I I don't think they will. I don't think they will have. Um, they'll be as strict personally, mm. because they know a lot of families, and it's the one time where people that like we don't celebrate it, but there's times where this may be the only occasion where a group of the where the family comes together. And what I don't understand as well is if you... Because a few of us have had tests. I've mm. not had one, but, like, everyone around me has. Mm. And everyone's come back negative. But you still can't meet up in yeah, the Yeah, because house. you can always still... 
you may get a test that says you're negative, but what happens if the next day you come into contact with someone that's positive? Mm. It's very hard to control, whatever it is, isn't it? We just got to be smart. We have to be smart, have to be mindful, everybody out there in all flavours land. And what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the whole situation of everything that's going on at the moment? Do you think that it will run into next year? Or will we just have a bright, brand new, fresh 2021 unbelievable 2021 do you remember the zero zero when they thought that there'd be that oh that the thing, super bug. yeah do you remember but now we do millennium have the crazy. super bug the mill- the millennium crash or whatever mm. it was and we're 21 years on since then mm. that's a long time right yeah. wow so that's something to think about and something to be grateful for because we've got through that time mm. and then all this technology it was a technology blast I'm grateful for technology. It's taught, yeah, we love it's technology. It's taught me a new, um, new method of survival. There you go. So your thoughts out there, what do you think as regards... Oh, Halloween. Yeah, but that's... Oh, didn't they say they're going to... Um, I was re- hearing something about this. Um, they were, they're not allowed to go knocking, to go on, knocking doors. on doors. Okay. It wouldn't make sense to do that, though, would it? It's either they're not allowed, they've got to wear masks to do it, or it's the groups, they're not allowed to be in more than a certain number. Maybe they'll do it on Zoom. Let's <laughs> have Halloween on Zoom, guys. <laughs> Who knows? Stop. I don't know. But that's something that we don't even get involved in. Mm. Night of the Demon. No, that's something <laughs> we don't get involved in at all. But... I don't know, because I'm really naughty. I don't listen to the news much. I don't watch television in that way. So let us know. Let us know your thoughts. I read the newspaper for the first time mm. in a very long time on the way to work yesterday. And I got to work depressed. Uh, see? Because it was every single page, COVID, COVID, COVID. This person died. That person died. This person said this, which was misinformation. This person travelled from this part of the world to this part of the world you know, it was just all just negativity. Yeah. There was one positive story. A mum um, who found out she was pregnant, she thought she was having one child and then she did get COVID and ended up getting put into um, an induced coma. Mm. And they said that they wasn't sure the baby was going to survive. And, you know, obviously the dad was at home Concerned. struggling with the other because yeah. they had the three other children. And the story ended really nice. She ended up having her um, going... F- she was not quite full term, but she ended up having twins. Oh, brilliant. So they found out she was actually have- carrying two. Yeah. She came out of the, the coma and then she had her babies, which I thought was really nice. So one positive story out mm. of the whole paper. Mm. There you go. Again, it's what we feed ourselves. And it's how we see things as well that can bring us down or or bring us up mm. or elevate us okay so we know that there is a section we've come so close to the end of this show it's gone so quick Seven thirty-seven on the 13th of october how quick has time gone today but we know we have a, t- a, a section in the show where we celebrate artists live artists and some unsigned some are signed but they're UK artists here and some from the States as well. So we played this, we presented this song a few weeks ago. It's by Blue Leader and 
it's we can make it right. We can make it right. Have your say. Phone in on fullflavorsradio.com.
Sounds of Anthony Everest there, real love, and also Blue Leader, we can make it right. And like I say, we do showcase live and unsigned artists, live artists and signed artists. So if you have anything that you'd like played on the radio, please feel free to send it in to us. And also George Flavors, if you'd like to play on the the radio if you're a dj out there that would like to have a go and join a radio station why not make it all flavors radio just go to along, along to the website allflavorsradio.com and just type just send in a message and i'm sure george will sort you out so just shouting out all of the djs as well on the radio who are doing an amazing job at the minute as i said george flavors sarah malaysia wishing you all well DJ Laro and Maureen, and little one, you said it was little one's Earth Strong on Sunday, and DJ Slim, who plays on a Friday and a Monday, sorry, on a, yes, on a Friday and a Monday, DJ Nige, who plays on a Sunday night and a Saturday night, Laro is on after me as well from 8 till 10, and Mark Philogene is on from 10 till 12. And shouting out the original Mr. Fix-It as well, who is on from on a Monday and a Friday evening. Charlie Muir, doing some great stuff. He's on on a Wednesday evening. Ninja Man Lloyd, who's on Sundays and Thursdays. John J.E., Gospel Sunday AM. DJ Caddy on a Thursday. And DJ Clint. So check out the schedule on allflavorsradio.com. And... Everyone plays a variety of music, live music, breaking news and current affairs. So check us out and knowing that we are a worldwide radio, you can play from anywhere in the world. So last thoughts now 
I mean, it's 7.45, Lily. Yeah? Yeah. We've covered quite a bit tonight. We have. Right, regarding, obviously, Black History Month. We know it's Black History Month, so we will celebrate it mm-hmm. on the station. But also other issues, obviously, if people are finding it hard to to converse or meet up with people, not that in this the place in on the Thursday, that they... I don't know how they organise it, but you can go and get things like hot food, meals. hot meals and stuff like that. If you are finding it hard and struggling, then the Edible London are there. We've posted that in the chat box for you. And I'll just mention it again. It's at Highway House, 2 to 8 Fontaine Road, Tottenham, London, N15. And for you, Lily, any last thoughts? Um... Like I said before, I just think this month is a time for us to celebrate ourselves, to celebrate our um, history. I know that we think, oh, we've only been given a month, um, but let's make this month count. I mean, we're mm. almost halfway through and I feel like I've learned quite a bit already getting to the 13th of October. Um, we've been blessed with new life in October. We've welcomed a new member of the family mm. um, in October. And I think, you know, um, we was reading something about the negative thoughts that we have. Um, it's very easy to allow, you know, things like this. Oh, we're just given a month and we're at the focus and we're no better than them because we're making ourselves more known. That's a, a negative way to look at it. I think we need to embrace it and we need to think, yeah, we've just been given a month. I'm going to take that month and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use it to my advantage absolutely and we could take make it as a month to learn more about ourselves yeah. as well isn't it and the law or the universal laws there's a beautiful universal law here i mean we're coming to 11 weeks on all flavors radio thank you for having us we've been having a really good time and you know hoping that we are making an impact and you know what we're speaking about and thank you joy saying that it was a very good show and it's educational because we're here to educate and elevate. So the universal law is a law of rhythm. Mm. It says, harmonize with high energy meditation. Do not be afraid of change. There is a time for change and growth. Life is here to teach us a lesson. Embrace things soon in order to transcend. Mm -hmm. Do not prolong negative conditions. I love that one. It's beautiful, isn't it? Mm. The law of rhythm, harmonise with higher energy. Mm. Meditate and remember that life is here to teach us a lesson. All right, so what lesson are we learning from life? Or what lesson are we learning from this whole situation? Yeah. All right, so life is, you know, like I said, we're here to serve. We're here to motivate. We're here to encourage each and every one of us. And are we using our gifts? How are we using our gifts? Yes, Lily. So what lesson have you learned from this challenging change in mm, time? That we can grow and that patience, but growth, learning, things don't happen just there in the moment, mm-hmm. but embracing the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and learning to grow. And we, we never get to a point where, oh, I know, to, I know enough. I don't need to know anymore. Because I'm learning on a daily basis. Mm. And that's what's beautiful for about this time. I've, I've learned about myself as well. What do you think? I'm not so... Ah. 
<laughs> Spraggy and, no, you know. Yes, yes, you're a bit more calm. A bit more calmer because what's the point of worrying? Mm. We, we just got to get through today in order to get to tomorrow because mm. tomorrow never comes because t- tomorrow always ends up being today. Yeah. You know, so embracing the moment and being in the moment, you know, and I, I, I love, I love it, mm. you know, and even going out, went out for lunch uh, with a friend of mine today and again, that's what they said, just uh, th- th- there's things that we, we do that we don't even think of mm-hmm. and recognising that we're here to, to serve in a greater capacity if we can mentor, if we can encourage, if we can elevate. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. You know, so life is beautiful. Life is beautiful. And just be grateful. Gratitude. Gratitude. Yeah, so what, what, what do you think? What have you learned from this whole situation or flavours radio? What have you learned? Just shouting out again to the, the chat room, Angela John Baptiste, DJ Laro, Mark Philogene, Joy McKay, The Rooted One, Kimmy B, and also Mr Fixit, who's on, Blessed One, Blessed is on as well, and everyone that's tuned in with us today. We thank you so much for your company. Yes, Lily. Just this last comment from Joy. She says, we are all in this university of life. Ah, oh, and what a beautiful university it is. Yes. And that's what we, we get all of our accolades. We hang them on the wall and showing, oh, yes, I've been to this university or that one or I've done this and that. But life is a learning curve, right? Mm. So enjoy the ride, everybody. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. And we'll see, see y'all, y'all on the other side. side.